Fantasy rap. With Austin and Ozzy. Hey everyone, this is Fantasy Rap, and I'm your host, Ozzy. And I'm your co-host, Austin. You can find us on FantasyRap.com. That is FantasyWRAP.com. So, welcome to our Friday night uh, recap of Thursday Night Football and uh, some additional things that we're going to start doing on a weekly basis on Friday night so that you can get the information Saturday before the games. And the first thing we're going to do is we're going to recap last night's game. And uh, so I randomly choose one of the two teams from the game on Thursday night. And the team that I ended up selecting was Houston. And looking back at that game, um, as we had thought, Davis Mills didn't have a a huge game. He had a a, a so-so game. Mm -hmm. Um, He was 13 of 22 for 154 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, three rushes for 18 yards. Uh, passable. Yeah, uh, probably better than you're expecting against the uh, Eagles defense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they came I out actually, in that first half and kind of shocked. You know, I mean, you know, they played a pretty good first half. Yeah, uh, I texted you, know, you at halftime. What the yeah. heck's going on? Yeah, I was taking a nap on the couch. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> next up is uh, um, Damian Pierce. He had zero targets, but he had 27 rushes for 139 yards. Uh, is that the cheat code for beating it Philly? Could, it could be. I mean, you know, Philly, you think about it, they've got, you know, one of the top, obviously one of the top defenses. They're undefeated. Um, but uh, Sure didn't yeah, do a whole lot for me last night. No, yeah, not fantasy-wise. But, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, Pierce, he's got, you know, he just gets so many carries, you know, obviously no targets, no catches, which, you know, if you're not even a half PPR you know, 123 yards is only 12 points, which is, you know. 139. Oh, sorry, 139, yeah, yeah. But, whatever. But, you know, that's that's a decent game, but, you know, you, you'll get into the PPR and you get, uh, you, you look at, like, you know, the, the perennial stud like a McCaffrey where he's usually getting more reception, receiving yards than he is rushing, and right. that's what catapults him to the top yep. for Elvin PPR Camara. scoring. Yep. I mean, yeah, if in that type of play you'd you'd certainly but you're not expecting a lot of catches out of pierce um but definitely kept houston in the game um brandon cooks and nico collins uh neither of which played last night uh and i did not give either of them a very good uh, chance of doing well Mm -hmm. the only receiver who really did anything was uh, philip dorsett uh five targets three catches 69 yards um which goes to show i mean he had over a third of the receiving yards so it it just wasn't it wasn't a huge offensive game Mm -hmm. um but their defense played pretty well and you know if if you can stay i mean granted you know what did they lose by uh Uh, 20s no uh final score was 29 17 29 17 so they lost by 12 yep and the line was 13 and a half or 14. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they covered, yeah. which I didn't think they were going to cover. I don't think anybody, I think everybody was expecting this to be a, uh, you know, 40 something to <laughs> seven, <laughs> you right. know, maybe, but yeah, they came out and, you know, like I said, started out really good that first drive. Um, you know, I mean, Mills looked good on the first drive, but then after that, you know, there was the one series, it was, 
Damian Pierce, they just kept handing him the ball and he kept just gaining nine yards every right. single time that they, you know, and then well, he came out for one play and Rex Burkhead came in and he gained nine yards. Right. And he came out, Pierce came back in, you know. Yeah, it, it's, it's amazing <laughs> that, I mean, and we've talked about, we talked about it on, on Tuesday night, the fact that you know that they're going to run mm-hmm. and you can't stop the run. Yep. So interesting. Um, next up, we've got the, um, the love flip leave and what what that is is uh someone wanted uh kind of on the um <laughs> love them bleep them and kill them um thanks isaac so we've ch- turned that into love them flip them or leave them so we either it's a guy we're gonna keep it's a guy we're gonna flip as in trade and it's a guy we are going to drop so your three choices this week are geno smith Kyler Murray and Matt Stafford. Yeah, um, I think I would. I think you're gonna leave Stafford out of those two guys. You know, out of the three guys, you're gonna leave Stafford, cut him. Um, I mean, yeah, he's got Cooper Cup, but that's really it. Um, you know, reports uh, coming out that Cam Akers is gonna kind of work back into it, but that rushing attack has been horrible right. um you know just all even when acres was there it's just been bad i mean their offensive line their you know their run game is not good and sean McVay, for whatever reason this year just hates daryl henderson so no trade value i don't think so i, I mean i would <clears throat> tend to agree i mean i unless somebody was in a super tight spot for a quarterback and he was on your bench and you needed like a bye week filler i mean <laughs> i mean you know i mean that's what he's at right now it, you know you're right you got cooper cup and nothing you know you get maybe a touchdown catch from Allen Robinson every other week. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, they didn't add anybody, go out and trade and get, uh, you know, the kind of the buzz around the league was uh, Kareem Hunt going to the Rams because right. all this, all the drama with Cam Akers, um, you know, that would help their rushing game a little bit and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, you know, so there's just not a whole lot there for the Rams with Stafford. Uh, you know, it's not like last season where he ended up, you know, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure he was top 10 where he ended last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you're gonna, uh, sorry, the, the love them. I'm still thinking of the other one in my mind. <laughs> love them and flip them. Yep. Uh, flip, um, uh, that's tough between Gino and Kyler. Um, See, I'm gonna. I'm personally gonna love Kyler. Um, yeah, I think he's got too much value going forward. Yep. Uh, they're playing well. He's got Nook back. Um, James Connors coming back this yep. week. If he can stay healthy, boost their rushing game, which right. takes a little pressure, a little pressure off of him. Um, you know, so yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just I tend to agree. I, I see him as a a quality play for the remainder of the season. Um, now that's not to say that Geno Smith hasn't been playing great. Yeah. Um, what is he top five, six quarterbacks so far this year? However, you know, are you going to trust your, um, your fantasy playoffs and possibly a championship on Geno Smith versus Kyler? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I just, yeah, like I said, you know, I mean, you get the, obviously the upside to Kyler is the rushing. Um, right. You know, he scrambles and he can extend plays for Gino. I mean, while he's been playing very good. And he actually know, runs a little bit too. Yeah, a little bit, but, you know, not like we've seen Kyler do where no. he had 100 rushing yards a couple of weeks ago. Right. You know, I mean, that's a good game for just a regular old running back. You know, yeah. him and, that's why him and uh, like Lamar and Jalen Hurts are so 
valuable as a fantasy quarterback is because you just get those, you know, play breaks down, everybody's covered, they can squirt out and gain you nine yards rushing any given time or a rushing touchdown, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I tend to agree. Um, you know, what you could get for Geno would be kind of interesting. I don't know. You know, again, somebody's in a tight spot with a bye week and they need a, a spot start. You might be able to wrangle a well, you RB2, a wide You still have to remember that but. that if, if he's truly top five or, yeah. or six in the quarterbacks, I mean, he's got value. Yeah, but I think, too, uh, what happens a lot of times, uh, you know, and we'll talk a little bit later about some kind of, you know, in-season trading kind of strategies and stuff. Right. A lot of people, myself included, um, are guilty of taking the name into consideration. They don't take the emotion out of that. You know, you hear Geno Smith, and while he's been good this year, you're like, well, it's Geno Smith. (laughs) Agreed. You know, guy got ran out of the Jets because he wasn't good enough, you know. Um, So... And, and interesting, you know, it's trying to get that, get the name out of the way and just, you know, so trying to, trying to trade him, I think, you know, would be tricky to get what you might need for him. Right. Interestingly enough, in the league that I'm in, I just looked this stat up. Um, Kyler Murray is sixth with 175.55 points and Geno Smith is sixth with 164.10 the only guys ahead of those two are Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, uh, and I believe it already has this week's points in for him. Yep. Uh, Joey Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. Pretty, so pretty good company. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's he's having a great year. Yep. Um, whereas uh, Maddie is uh, Oof, way down there. He's under Davis Mills. <laughs> under Davis Mills. <laughs> Right above I mean, Andy we've Dalton. got we've got Jacoby Brissett, we've got Carson Wentz, we've got Matt Ryan, and we've got Davis Mills, all who have outscored Matt Stafford. Yeah. So, and and he's just barely above Andy Dalton. I mean, he's below Carson Wentz, who's been on IR for what two weeks now, three weeks now. Yeah. And Stafford still still scored under what Carson Wentz has scored. Right. And and as poorly as Russell Wilson has played. Yeah. He's, Russell Wilson is uh, 13, 17, 17 points ahead of him. Yep. So, interesting. So, the, there you have it on our love them, flip them, leave them. Mm-hmm. So, the next thing we're going to do is our play of the week. And what the play of the week is, based on uh, a suggestion by Corey, was to take um, a player from each of the the four main positions, QB, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and take someone outside of the top five or six based on the prediction of, of what is um, what they're saying that they're going to score um, based on a standard scoring and uh, give, the, give our impression of who we think uh, each of those players might be. So my quarterback is Lamar Jackson. And granted, he plays against the Saints this weekend. And we saw what the Saints did last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still think with his ability to run the ball, and even without Rashad Bateman, who we talked about just Tuesday night, yeah. um, who is out for the season yep. with uh, going to have surgery, surgery. Um, I, I still think that 
And, and even potentially without Mark Andrews. That was going to be my question is if Andrews sits, how you feel. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Isaiah likely. Yep. Um, so I think that, and you know, they're, they're going to have some backs there to throw to. Mm -hmm. I think that he's still a good play. Um, I think he's so necessary to that offense. That he is. He and I think if, the if they're to going to do well, he has to have a big game. Yep. So who do you have? Uh, my uh, quarterback start of the week is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, Homer pick here, <laughs> as I was getting some grief from Oz before when we were Me? chatting. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> Never. Um, Rodgers, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lazard's still questionable, but sounds like uh, maybe on the better side of playing this week if he comes back. Um, you know, uh, not that he did much, but you still got Sammy Watkins there who seemingly is always a, a you know, a potential for, a, for a long pass. Um, you know, Aaron Jones getting involved more in the passing game. Uh, you know, he had, you know, I had a very good, actually a pretty, I mean, a very good game against the Bills who are questionable, you know, arguably, sorry, you know, the best defense in the league. I mean, he had over a hundred rush yards, right. uh, a couple catches, um, you know, so I think that coupled with how bad Detroit's defense has been as of late. Um, you know. And as of early. <laughs> well, yeah, and as, and as of early, yeah. Um, they're, they're probably one of the worst defenses in football. Yeah, um, you know, and uh, I think their offense has been, uh, you know, I mean, they had a decent game against Miami last week. I think that was last week, um, but Miami came back, and, and obviously because their defense is just horrible. Um, but uh, I just think Rodgers is going to have a, you know, uh, maybe not a classic Rodgers game where it's 350 and 4. But, you know, if you're looking at 280 to 303, you yep. know, I think that's going to, that, that will propel him, especially with all these buys we have. Well, and, and with know, the, so, the way yeah. that the Packers defense has been playing as of late, yeah. um, it may be a high scoring game. Yeah. Um, and if it is, you aren't going to win by only running the ball. Yeah. I mean, they've got two great running backs, but I just, I think in order to win that game, Rodgers has to have yep. a decent game. Yeah. So, uh, move on, moving on to running back, uh, my pick for the week is Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think he'll rebound against uh, Jacksonville. Um, struggled last week after putting up, I be believe, three big weeks. Um, yeah, three or four. Like, yeah. Like, he was like, maybe it was three where he was like the number one, the number three, and the number one running back in like yeah. those three weeks. So, yeah. So, I, I see him... Um, really coming through this week uh, again you know it's yeah, i think it's they they won a couple of games there mm -hmm. by putting everything on his shoulders yes. um it certainly wasn't uh Derek Carr and and Devonte Adams and i mean mm -hmm. while they were a part of it he he seemed to be the main crux as to why they won those games so yep. i i think he'll turn it around this week Yep. Uh, my running back is uh, the guy on the other side, on the other team, is Travis Etienne. Um, you know, coming last week, uh, you know, he was the um, sole running back. You know, they traded, uh, you know, James Robinson to the Jets. So right. we got to see him in a true number one workhorse role. And against a Denver defense, he had a very good game. Um you know, so and the and the Raiders defense is not very good either. They're kind of down there with with Detroit, um, you know, and with presumptive Houston, who actually you know defensively played a fairly good game against 
you know, a powerhouse offense like the Eagles. Right. Um, you know, I think ETN's going to continue his his domination of that backfield. Uh, Trevor, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence should have a pretty good game too. Um, you know, the receivers. I mean, I think this if Derek Carr can figure it out and the Raiders offense can actually do what we have seen them, uh, you know, be capable of, I think this could end up being a high scoring shootout somehow, you know, and you wouldn't think of it with the Raiders and the Jags. Um, so I think, you know, ETN's integral to that offense, uh, you know, pass catching too, you know, that's, you know, kind of what his role was when Robinson was there. Robinson was the plotter, you know, get us five yards, fall into the end zone, even though he was breaking <laughs> some some long runs. But, you right. know, ETN was the pass catching back. So I think uh, I think ETN's going to end up uh, end up in the top five there. Gotcha. So we move on to wide receiver, and my choice for the week is Mike Evans. Um, plays against the Rams. Um, haven't been hearing a lot from him, but I think that uh, Brady and, and company are going to turn it around, score a lot more, points than they have mm-hmm. um and i i just think that um he's he's going to do very well this week yeah. um just depends on if he draws ramsey um yeah i mean even then uh, you know if you look at tampa bay just without you know without what they've done in the last couple of weeks how they've been right you know fairly bad objectively bad yep you know you got mike evans chris godwin uh leonard Fournette, tom brady you know, you look at that, those pass catchers, you know, that offense, and you're like, oh, man, you know, they should be matchup proof. You know, and Mike Evans is always, I mean, you saw what he did last week. He had only, he had five, less than five receptions for over 100 yards. Right. I mean, and that's what Mike Evans does. Right. You know, I don't think he's really ever been a huge reception total guy, but he's those long, deep passes, uh, jump balls in the end zone, whereas Godwin, on the other hand, is the, possession receiver for them you know right. running screens you know yep. oh we got six yards to a first down run a seven yard you know in and we'll get the first so yep yeah i like that pick with evans okay so, uh my wide receiver start of the week is going to be uh my guy uh chris olave for the saints love him um, michael thomas out for the year not that he's been there really ever michael but, michael who yeah slant boy i mean he really hasn't <laughs> played in 2019 yeah, I was, was going to say. It was the last good, I mean, obviously that, I think that was the season that he broke the, the receptions record, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, it's, it's so 20, 21, and 22 now, yep. he's been pretty much non-existent. Now, I, I drafted him in one of my leagues. It's it's that <laughs> It's that thousand point a week scoring league. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't like he was missed because I had Cooper Cup and Amon Ross St. Brown and, and several other guys. So it's, yeah. it's not a big deal. I dropped him three, four weeks into the season, Yeah. but you know, the expectation is always so high on him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, with Thomas being out, granted, like I said, I know he hasn't been there a whole lot and it, and, and same with Jarvis Landry, you know, so it truly has been Olave. And while he hasn't had a huge boom week yet, I think this is going to be it against the uh, Ravens on Monday night, Um, you know, that matchup. I mean, the Ravens have been playing a little better um, as of late, but I just, I think this is the week he finally just explodes. Plus Um, plus they have a new uh, linebacker. Oh, the Ravens? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Roquan. Yeah, yeah. Well, he wanted out of Chicago anyway. Right, so. and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how much he'll impact the passing game, yeah. or, you know, I'm, I'm guessing he'll play quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's still a lot to learn. So yep. it's, it's not, it's not like you can plug and play every player yeah. from team to team. So, yep. so. Yep. Okay, so we move on to tight end, and my play of the week is Taysom Hill. Um, that. Good. I picked him up in the family league to play him this that, year. That this running week. back. Well, no, no, he's not a running back. That quarterback. quarterback. Oh, no, no, tight end. Sorry, tight end uh, versus Baltimore. Um, you know, you think, you know, you mentioned it about um, Thomas being out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got they've got two, maybe three guys. Well, they've got they've got Kamara to throw to also. Yep. Um, Traquan Smith. I just think that, you know, they they're going to. Sorry they, to interrupt you. They got that rookie that. Uh, Shahid, I think is his last yeah, name, who's had Rashid uh, Shahid. Yeah, <laughs> however, um, who's had some big play touchdowns, but yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, so they've so, got options, but yeah. yeah, so I think, I think that, uh, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna try and work Taysom into it, um, try and get him some, some passing, some running, and some receiving. And, and I think he's gonna be a, a, a high scoring tight end this week. Yep. Yeah, so uh, my tight end uh, start of the week. Uh, I'm stacking the Packers players. Uh, you really, really are a homer. homer. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I'm going with uh, Robert Tunyon, Big Bobby. Um, you know, talking about with Aaron Rodgers, if he can put up a you know 280 and three, uh, or if he does you know blow up, go 350 and four or something. You know, uh, and Tunyon, Tunyon has just been getting more and more involved as the weeks go on. Um, you know, so I think if if he catches a touchdown this week, which is I think is a pretty high probability, um, that's going to put him in the top there. I mean, he's just same thing. You know, especially if Lazard sits. Um, also, you know, Aaron's still going to be my start of the week if Lazard sits. But uh, I just think Tunyon, um, like you said, so many targets. Um, you know, he's just so integral to that pass attack that um, I think this week he's just going to. He'll go out and catch a lot of passes, which, you know, standard scoring doesn't matter. But I think his yardage will be there, and I think he will probably get into the end zone this week. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's only projected in a standard scoring league to get about a little over six points. So, you know, if he gets a touchdown, he's already at six. So you throw in whatever yards and possibly a second touchdown, and it could be a really, really big week for him. I could see, yeah, I could see like. 50 and you know 50 receiving yards and a touchdown this week from yeah, Tonyan, which so. would be which would be yeah. well above what's uh projected mm-hmm. and probably you know uh outside of you know goddard had a great game last night but mm-hmm. but still probably wouldn't be a stud yeah um because he was only what did we say six eight points like- Eight points yeah, above what was projected. Above. So, yeah. I mean, while eight points above projection for a tight end is great, um, it just doesn't necessarily meet our studs uh, mm-hmm. list because those guys are generally anywhere from twenty some points over to about twelve yeah. to fifteen over yeah. as our as our least. So the next thing we want to move into is we want to talk a little bit about in season trades, uh, pickup strategies, etc. Um, Phil had asked me, you know, what do I do on in a situation like this? Um, you know, how do I, how do I make trades? And one of the things that I always like to do, and I'm sure there are many, many others out there that do it. I prefer a two for one trade. I prefer giving two guys 
and getting one. So I look at teams. So let's say in my 16-team, two-running-back league, let's say that I've got three valid starters at running back. I'm going to take the worst of the three, the one that's not going to score me the most points Mm -hmm. uh, over time, and I'm going to package that with, say, a a decent wide receiver, you know, uh, 25 through, uh, remember, 32 starters Mm -hmm. every week. So, you know, 25, 30, 35, I'm going to take someone in that range, pair them with a running back that's obviously in the top 32, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to look for uh, a receiver that's top five or so out of all the receivers, and I'm going to try and make that trade. Because of the fact that, A, I'm probably playing, I might be playing the wide receiver. I'm mm-hmm. probably not playing that running back. So yeah. I might as well get as much value out of two people. I probably improve the other team quite a bit mm-hmm. because of the fact that they don't have a second starting running back. Yeah. So they, they may not have a starting running back at all. They might be playing two backups mm-hmm. or, or whatever, uh, two running back by committee guys. And if you can give them additional points at running back and, and the, you know, from, from what they have. So let's say that they've got a guy that averages two or three points a week and you give them someone who's averaging 10 or 12 points a week. And so they've gone up by eight or 10 points and their loss in the wide receiver column might only be four or five, Mm -hmm. but you are getting someone who's probably 15 to 12 to 15 yeah. points higher than, you know, a not running back. You're not playing. Right. And potentially even a receiver you're not playing. Correct. So, so, yeah. uh, you know, one of the, the guy who runs my, uh, the, the league that I'm in and I have, I've been in that league for 32 years. He always complains that people are actually trading with Ozzy. He says, <laughs> why, why, why do you trade with Ozzy? And they always say it's, it's making my team better. No. Yep. And, you know, you can't fault the logic that his, his issue is that because I've won the league seven times, <laughs> he doesn't like seeing my team get better. Yeah. And, and I just, I offered a trade this past week and I had someone say, I don't want you to get better. So it was a fair trade, yeah. but he did not want to see me get better, even though, you know, he may or may not make the, the only way he's going to make the playoffs was if he actually made the trade, Yeah, I, I think. But, you know, he just, no, I'm not going to make your team better. And, <laughs> you know, which which I'm sure makes our our commissioner super happy. Very happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on how you do that? Um, I, I actually tend to like to do the same thing, kind of a two for one. Um, you know, it's obviously it's harder to do that if you're, you know, if you got a losing record, you know, I don't have a whole lot of depth. That's usually why you're, you know, got a losing record. It's very hard to do a two for one right? to, to upgrade at a position like that. So a lot of times if you're just take my team, for example, I'm what, what week is it? Is nine. it week nine? Yep. So yeah, I, I believe I'm six and two. Um, you know, I've got a starting quarterback, uh, Chris Godwin, uh, I mean, it's Zeke Elliott, you know, whatever. But, I mean, a starting running back all on my bench, 
that, you know, I could package a two for one potentially, but everybody in that league is super stingy and doesn't want to trade. Um, <laughs> yeah. just because, you know, especially the, the running back position, um, being so scarce for right. top tier guys, right. you know, it's hard to make trades like that. So, you know, for me, I just, I, what I'm looking for is that a, a good number two running back to compliment Alvin Kamara yep. or Kamara. But yeah, so I, I like to do the two for ones, um, you know, to at this point of the year, you know, some, uh, trade suggestions or, you know, strategy is like we talked about in the beginning of the year for your draft is look at the playoff schedule, right? If you're, if you're projecting, you're going to be in the playoffs and you've got a couple guys that who are kind of fringe starts that have a absolutely horrible playoff schedule, right? you know, Try and move them, you know, like we do a two for one, two of those guys to go get somebody who's a little better, who has a, a great playoff schedule. Because right. that could be the difference between you, you it, know, winning a week slash championship versus losing because this guy with the horrible schedule got you eight points, where if a guy you could have traded for got 15. Right. You know, interestingly, um, you know, I set that up. At my before my draft, I, yep. I look at players and I try and get a, a feel for you know it it's it's I mean I'm not I'm not gonna obviously say I'm not gonna <laughs> draft a guy oh, yeah. but I put down some minuses mm-hmm. I I put guys out there that I really didn't want um, Packer running backs were one of them because mm-hmm. they have a tough schedule during our playoffs yep. you know who I uh, almost didn't draft because of it Saquon Barkley. Yeah. He has, he has, he, and it's not that it's horrible, but it's not great. Yeah. So I may over the next week or two, because I think our, our trade deadline is like uh, November 21st, mm-hmm. I may go and try and find someone who will give me a, a different stud for Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's going to have to be. You know, a Derrick Henry, a, you know, I I mean, I already traded and, and in my mind here, here's another thing. Look at, look at the number of players who are available at a given position. So you, you, if you're in a 16 team league and you run two running backs, the most important position is running back. There are 32 starting running backs give or take running back by committee, fullbacks, blah, blah, blah. There are, uh, uh, 54, uh, no, that's not right. 48 mm-hmm. plus starting wide receivers. So, and I'm not saying that wide receiver one is the same as wide receiver number 48. What I'm saying is uh, those, those wide receivers are more fluid in that, you know, so where did Chris Alave go? Well, Chris Olave is far better than where he was probably drafted. So you look at these guys and and a Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas was drafted up here. And so these players, you know, there's more of a fluctuation with wide receivers, some tight ends, some quarterbacks, but you look at it and, and it's really, it, it really is based on the format of your league. If you're in something where the running backs are the most important, or you're in a league where wide receivers, uh, you know, outside of the top four running backs, because it's a full PPR, mm-hmm. 
then wide receivers are important. Oh, yeah. And if you're playing three a week, well, then it is more important than mm-hmm. if you're playing two a week for running backs and there are only 12 teams or 10 teams or something. Yeah. So you really have to look at what all it in, encompasses the importance of those players. Um, you know, every, every time, so that's why my Cooper Cup for CMC trade mm-hmm. made total sense. They were both you know, number one or two at their position, I can replace a wide receiver. I'm not going to get the same number of points as that receiver, but I can't replace a running back. I mean, as, as I've said, you know, we draft so far down on benches for running backs that you average four per team. Well, there are only 32 starters, Mm -hmm. so now you've got the 32 backups (laughs) additionally on teams. Or you've you've prognosticated and you say, oh, I think this guy might end up, you know, coming on because this guy is an injury liability. Those things just, you know, it, it, it just completely changes how you can refill a position mm-hmm. i can go find a receiver today who's going to average seven eight nine points mm-hmm. i can't find a running back that's going to average more than four or five points yeah. and getting cmc who has 16 plus average mm-hmm. versus a cooper cup who has 16 plus average well i can replace most of the receiving points i can't replace the running running yeah. back points well yeah and just the boost you get from a cmc you know right. in that position where yeah it's just yeah, yeah the value so so sometimes really, right yeah. so that's how i mean it, I, my preference is two for one mm-hmm. but in a one for one you have to look at the value of the position yeah and while we may have traded equally valuable players based on points they aren't necessarily equally valuable players based on position. Yeah. Positional value comes in and, and plays a part on that. Yeah, so and, I mean, any you can't tell me that the the team you traded with is willing to give away Christian McCaffrey for Cooper Cup if they didn't have a decent running back room. But aside from Christian McCaffrey, yeah, you know that was a guy in the in the friends league uh, sent out a, a potential trade in a in a different league he had and. Um, you know, was asking our opinions on it and, you know, totally, he didn't tell us which teams were who. And I picked the team that he, uh, um, who was winning the trade and it wasn't his team, but the one guy was going to get the guy, uh, in my league who was trading was going to get, uh, Eckler, you know, for Josh Allen essentially. And I'm like, well, you don't give up the number one fantasy, you know, PPR fantasy running back if you don't have studs behind him right you know either and then you're getting you know you're still losing josh allen but you're gaining eckler but josh allen is i mean the most valuable quarterback right now that even for eckler that's to me that's hard to you know unless you absolutely need a stud running back that's such a hard trade to make so right so yeah so to give you an idea his team was Ramondre stevenson jamal williams Mm -hmm. So those were not his main running backs. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson has turned into a oh, main yeah. running back. Yep. He also has Zeke. Obviously, so has Jamal Williams because DeAndre Swift just came out today and said he's probably not going to be 100% all season. Right, you right. Know, and Jamal so, Williams so those has always are, been a 
kind of an annoyance because he blows up every now and right. then. Right. <laughs> so so he has he actually has three good running backs still. Yeah. And he got Cooper Cup. And he has Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. He had Brandon Cooks. He had Jahan Dotson. He had Romeo Dobbs. Not a great no. wide receiver room. So he improved. Mm-hmm. He gave up uh, uh, the, you know, yeah. uh, one of the top I think going forward, two probably, running backs. I think going forward, I've, if last week was any indication, I think CMC is going to be the number one but, as long as he stays healthy. I, I would agree with you, but yeah. but for him, he 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 can't play all four running backs. Yep. So I I think it's you know he took a look at his his position of weakness, which is wide receiver, and his position of strength, which was running back. And he said, I can afford to make that trade. Mm-hmm. It's about even point-wise. Yep. And he got better because he's got good running backs and horrible wide receivers. Yeah. So made total sense to me. Yep. Um, which is which is why, you know, I'm, I'm, he probably sat there going, are you serious? You're, you're going to give me Cooper Cup? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't, you know, I just don't know if he's going to give me CMC for Cooper Cup, but you know, if if you want to make a trade, mm-hmm. I, you know, and you're looking at at top tier players, I yeah. think that was probably one of the fairest trades. Yeah, and my commissioner would would not complain a bit because we both, I mean, we traded away two of the top yeah. five players yep. in all of fantasy football, mm-hmm. uh, and a one up straight up trade yeah so um the other thing that i i wanted to touch on a little bit is you know phil also asked what are your strategies with uh defense and kicker and 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 i even sometimes put it on tight ends which is uh you do something called streaming Mm -hmm. and you know you might decide with your defense or kicker to if unless you've got one of the top ones i mean if you've got if you've got a buffalo or a philadelphia or you've got defense um, and kicker for both of those teams are both top. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, you look at those and you say, if I don't have a good player at that position or good team or a good kicker, yep. what can I do? And my recommendation is to stream them. So week to week. You pick up a new kicker. You pick up a new defense mm-hmm. uh, based on who they're playing against, um, based on buys. Yep. Now, one of the things you have to worry about in some leagues. So we in in my in in this league that I've been in for 32 years, we lock rosters. So at the start of week, well, now it's week 14 because uh, the NFL added the extra week. Yep. So at the start of week 14, rosters lock. So there are no more changes to your roster. So you better have, you know, you kind of go in. We actually had a guy win the championship without a quarterback. Because he ended up only taking one quarterback into that weekend. Mm -hmm. That quarterback got injured. Wow. So he couldn't (laughs) replace that quarterback. Yeah. But he still won the championship. Wow. Now, now he didn't get he didn't get injured right away. He he played the first two playoff weeks, mm-hmm. but then he got injured before our Super Bowl. Yeah, and so he had to play the championship game without a quarterback and Dang. won it. Wow. So you know the the smart thing to do at that point is you go in with two quarterbacks, you go in with three running backs, three receivers, two tight ends, mm-hmm. and two kickers. And yeah. I think that 
and maybe even two defenses. And, you know, you were, we have 14, so you're, you're covered in any situation. Kicker yep. goes out. I mean, we've seen kickers get injured. Yep. Well, you lose a kicker, it could be the difference between winning the championship or not. Yeah. You lose a quarterback, doesn't have to be the difference, but it, mm-hmm. it can be. Yeah. So, you know, look at those rules, um, your, you know, the rules of your league, uh, whether or not you lock rosters at a certain point in time. There are other leagues that you can change, you know, right up until the championship weekend, right? You yeah, know, I'm pretty so. sure that's our main league is you can do, obviously, you know, the trade deadline passes, and then as teams lose and are out of the playoffs, you know, once they're done, their teams lock. So they can't right. just like dump their you know, <laughs> best players. I ended up picking up Travis Kelsey on the uh, <laughs> yeah. waiver wire. How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, and so I, I do play in a league that has um, it, it's, it's such an open roster that, in a given week, so let's say it's uh, it's today, and you have uh, a guy. So you had Brandon Cooks on your mm-hmm. um, on your bench. Yeah, you didn't play him, even though the game is over. Mm-hmm. He's not locked to drop. Yeah, which I find incredible that I could drop a player who has already played to pick up someone from a team that hasn't played. Yeah, because. He should be, you know, just like just like anything else. Just like if he were in your, yep. um, you in your starters, right? You yeah. can't drop him if he's already played. Well, you shouldn't be able to drop him if he's already played the game, yeah. regardless of if he's active or on your bench. Yep. In my mind. So, Phil, I hope that answered your question. Um, and and like I said, one of the things that I also sometimes do, I will do that with a tight end. Um, depending upon how things are going, uh, so many of the tight ends are, are, you know, once you get past the first five or six of them, Mm -hmm. they're a group of 20, 25, 30 that seem to all be about the same. And, you know, certain weeks you can expect more from one than another. So you may do the same type of thing. The other thing to take into account is, do you get charged for transactions? Yeah. In the league that I've been in for 32 years, we pay $2 for every transaction. So you're not doing this as much as in some of the other leagues. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I still try to set my team for the best success going into the playoffs by having two QBs, three running backs, three wide receivers, uh, two tight ends, two kickers, two defenses, just to protect yourself yep. once the playoffs come. Yep. So the uh, the last thing that we have to talk about is our upcoming um, new contest that we want to uh, start up, and this is compliments of, of Nick's idea, and it's the Studs and Duds Tracker Game. And I was going to try and get something out when I um, was updating the website on Wednesday morning. Unfortunately, the hosting site was having some issues and my my website was not able to be updated so I couldn't get in there and change anything. So what I want to do is what we're going to do is we're going to have a contest where it's you will guess a dud and a stud. You'll send it 
to my email address, ozzy at fantasyrap.com. And I know you guys love it when I say it. It's fantasywrap.com. <laughs> so what I want you to do is I want you to send me your choice of dud and stud. And it's only for the Sunday and Monday games. It's not for the Thursday night game. Um, we won't include those anymore now that mm-hmm. we're talking uh, about the game beforehand yep. and and the follow-up on Friday night. So you send that to me, who you think, and it's got to be before the first game starts on Sunday. And what we'll do is, uh, the same way I do it every single week, I bring in the projections, I bring in the actual um, points scored, mm-hmm. I run it into a database, I run some queries against it, and it spits out the information, tells me the top five studs, the top five duds. Mm-hmm. I I can't change that. That's a, a given based on the the scoring that we use in our in our league uh, of 32 years. You guys probably love to hear that I've been in it for 32 <laughs> years, which is probably older than most of you are. Older than me. But you know, it's it's one of those that it's the easiest for me to do because the data is readily available. So if you end up being the top person in a given week, what you'll do is you'll end up on, um, I'm going to uh, create a, um, a place on my blog on the Fantasy Wrap homepage, and it's going to actually be updated each week. So, you know, I'll put in the five duds, five studs, and what they got above um, projected, what their projected was and what they actually scored. And whoever wins it that week will put their name on there. Whoever has the most wins by the end of, um, well, we're going to do this through the play through uh, fantasy playoffs. So, um, I guess we'll do it through week 17 because yeah. some of you, you know, I don't know how, how you guys do it. We always try and end our playoffs before the final weekend because yeah. teams don't play their yep. starters all the time. Yep. Right. So, um, but we'll still do a duds and studs that week. So whoever wins is going to get some swag. Um, so, and it'll be posted on that, that blog on our website. So it'll be bragging rights. It'll be everything else. So please, if you're interested, send that information into me. Did we have any stipulations that we wanted to throw out there? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. So, uh, that's about all we've got for tonight. And we're going to do this each week. Um, uh, obviously the, uh, trade strategies, et cetera, is, is a one-time deal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll talk about the Thursday night re- recap. We'll talk about the love them, flip them, leave them. We'll talk about our plays of the week and we'll update the, uh, studs and duds tracker game, uh, give you an idea of who's leading that. Yep. So. I appreciate you guys for joining us. This is Ozzy. And this is Austin. Catch you later. Bye.